Welcome to the Ralph Moore Podcast. Gain the leadership advantage as Ralph pulls wisdom from his bag of over 50 years experience in planting and leading multiplying churches. Our goal is to help you live as a leader you'd want to follow. You'll learn about making disciples and planting churches, but beyond that, you'll gain practical wisdom about subjects like how to manage your team, handling difficult people, pulling a congregation off a growth plateau, and even money management. So I'm a, I'm a white guy, and I've I, I never been in prison. I, I have a heart for it. I've met a few yeah. guys in the pharmaceutical industry. Yeah. Uh, we, you know, we've done a little whatever, but I'm going to go in and I hear, I hear you talking about classes, but then this doesn't sound like any class this, you know, and, and I'm, and I'm meeting oriented. I'm, I'm my, my standard deal would be go in and stand up and preach at people, but you're talking about uh, listening to people. What, what, what is, what is an initial meeting inside the city jail look like for me what should i be thinking about i'm going to go do this because otherwise i'm going to fall back and do my legacy church thing and Mm -hmm. and from what i hear you saying that ain't going to work nope Uh -uh. nope but that's what that's the first thing you want to do is go in and preach jesus that that's good but no you gotta go in first and foremost and listen and hear the people but so so are they going to let me sit in a circle with a bunch of yes, prisoners. Yes. Yes. Just like, so is it right. going to kind of look like a, like a AA meeting where we all yes. circles and, and yes. tell me about right. that. Right. So, so, so that's why, you know, when, when, when you go in, you know, the sheriff or whoever's in, in charge of services coming in, you know, they'll let you know what type of setting, you know, what you're going to go into, but then, you go in and you have control over how you lead your service, okay? And one of the things I like to do is I come in and I sit down with them. I'm not just going to come in and start preaching to them. No, let me get to know how many kids you got, okay? How many fathers in here, see? See, I ask strategic questions, you know? And, 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 and you know, and, I, and, and from my, you know, like you said, from someone like you to say, well, I've never been in prison. You know what you're doing? You're showing them you care. You're showing them you care about them. You know, it ain't that you have to have gone to prison. No, you're coming in showing concern. Okay? And that's what those men need. Men need to show that somebody care. Could just think about I, I I get letters too. I got a pile of them right here now. A lot of these men don't even get letters from the outside because a lot of them burnt bridges. So so now, you know. Man, you somebody that wants to listen to me, okay? Then we now we develop relationships. We got to be relational, right? And then it's, it all start coming out, okay? And then see, like I said, we're strategic. Fathers on the move first, first, okay? Now we're we're dealing with those issues. We're facing those issues, okay? Because a man need to know what he's dealing with. I've been an alcoholic since I was 15 years old. Well, why? What, where did it all start? What What started all that? got to identify those things. Now, and as you begin to develop relationships, you begin to see breakthrough happen. These men now begin to get free from the very things they've been walking around with. Why? Because we sat down and we listened to them. We learned from them. Now, they're seeing us do life with them 
They're in there without him, but they're seeing some concerned, compassionate Jesus lovers who are saying, man, I care about you. See, and that opens the door. Now you're going to have them. I'm going to tell you, it's 12 weeks. First, first level is 12 weeks. By the seventh or eighth week, you know what happens? They start asking spiritual questions. Ha, there it is. Now that whole spiritual piece begins to wake up because why? They're finding themselves as a man for the first time. Okay? All right? That's why he that wins souls is wise. We got we to gotta use wisdom. You know, one of the things that I'm a fisherman. One of the things I've learned, I have to change my bait up. High tide, low tide. I have to change my beta. We got, the church got to change their beta. Oh, y'all don't hear me. <laughs> yes, right. We got to use different lures, okay? Why? Because that same old lure may, it may not work today. And so this is how we're throwing that bait out there and we're reeling them on in. See, a lot of times we like to clean a fish before we catch it. You can't yes. clean a fish before you catch it. You got to catch the fish first. Then... Here it is. See, see, really, it's, it's discipleship happening. Because why? We're doing life with them. Then the spiritual questions start happening around. And then you know what happens? I'm glad you asked. Then guess you know, what? Victor, as you're talking here, I, I'm thinking, um, I, wrote, I wrote a couple of books for Exponential. I can't even remember. One, one is about starting microchurches mm -hmm. uh, that anybody can do it. And the other one is uh, about equipping everyday missionaries. But somewhere in there, I was talking, and maybe both, I was talking about um, you disciple someone into Christ. The, you, the, you know, church has this idea of, uh, you, you, you know, you do the Romans road or some deal. And what and that's devolved into we preach, we preach salvation every week in church instead of equipping the members for ministry. And then we get them to pray a little prayer, and hopefully a few of them will go through our, our six-week course, and we call that discipleship. Hmm. And what, But I, a friend of mine a long time ago wrote a book called Love, Acceptance, and Forgiveness. And to me, disciple-making starts with love and then acceptance. And then they're going to want to know about what happened to you, why are you this way, and we get to introduce forgiveness. Right. And so that 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 little those three little words love acceptance and forgiveness are, are what i'm hearing you preaching so so effectively and um so I, I, again i i got one more question and it's again i want to present myself i'm i'm 26 years old i'm i'm white i i grew up in a middle class suburban environment but you got my attention. I want to do this. I feel God's talking to me today. I want to do this. And I kind of got it. Now I can go into prison and I don't have to stand there and preach at people. I can go in and set up a little circle and listen to people, but I'm intimidated. I'm I'm scared to death. Uh, uh, I, you, you know, you just gave me a, a, a question to ask who, who in here is a father. Uh, give give me five questions that I could ask that would get me uh, get people talking to me so I could listen because I figure that if if I can if I can use these questions I'm safe and once we get to talking the Holy Spirit will lead me from there so I want I want you to tell me that and then after that I, I want you to um, 
uh, tell me about what you could do for me in, in terms of uh, how, how can I connect with you? And then what do you have to offer me? How, is there materials you can train me with? Is there a website, all that? But first, first realize I'm, I'm 26 years old. I'm, I, I want to do this, but I'm scared. I don't, I don't know what to do. You know, I, I can get two guys to go in the jail with me, but I don't know what to do after I get in there. I'm sitting in a circle with these men. What I, what I ask. Yeah. Well, and that, and that's a good thing too. I, I would tell that 26 year old that you need a couple of guys to go in with you. Okay. So that, you know, you're not by yourself, you know, and, and, and Hey, we're, we're going in because we're, we're mandated. Uh, the harvest is plentiful, but the labors are few. So now we go in and we ask those, those, those general loving questions of like, What's going to be different this time? That's one of the first questions I asked him. And because a lot of times those same men said that this is it for me. Did you do anything different from that last time to this time? Okay. So that's one of the questions I always ask. What's going to be different this time that you're going back home? All right. Then, then I asked them like, um, do you miss your children? See, I, I hit them with that. Do you miss your kids? Because most men miss their children, okay? Right, and so I'm asking those questions because now that's gonna take their minds to a place, man. You know, like I told my child last time I wasn't gonna lead them again and here I am again, right? So what are we doing different, okay? Then then the next time, do you do you really love yourself? I have to ask these men, do you love yourself? Because a lot of times I find out guys don't love themselves and they, and they do what they do because they don't even love themselves. I said, and then I want to ask them, do you know that there's a God that loves you, that cares about you? And guess what? You made it back. Some of your friends didn't make it back this time. See, I go there. I, go, I have to go there. You made it back this time. So this is why you need to know, man, God give us chance after chance, because at some point you're going to have to say, I got to get this thing. I got to get it. I got to get it. Right. And then I asked them this. Are you truly done? Are you done? Why am I asking, are they done? Because why? No man wants to continue to wear clothes that somebody else has wear. See, I go to a level, Ralph, that, you know, and, and I, you know, I hit them with some stuff, you know, because I have to be so real and transparent to, 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 you know, to bring those questions out like, man, do, do you miss having your own refrigerator? You know, and I go places like that, you know, because now you, you know what you got to do. And so I, I, I like to make thin, thin, men think my, my former pastor, my pastor, one thing, one of the things he always challenged me was to think, and I want a man to know he he needs to think, and and so that's where I ask those questions, and then I let them know in the end. Do you know that? Guess what? I love you. So at the end of every meeting we have, I started out. Well, we end the class with, "Who are we?" Father's on the move, and it just rocks the building, man. Just, just to hear that rock, you know. And then the last thing we say is, I love you. And we say it all in unison together. 
so that we can know that we're, we're brotherhood, that we love each other, okay? And and you'd be surprised. I mean, even I, we had a guy walk up to our chief and uh, he said this. When he saw that badge came in, he was terrified. He wanted to run, you know? And you're already incarcerated, but he wanted to run. But then the training that he got from us kicked in and we do something called the 10 second meltdown. 10 seconds. 10 seconds can forever change your life. 10 seconds. Think about everything you love or did to you. And then you count down. And as you count down, we teach them breathing techniques because why? You know, you're in there and you're trying to do your time. And you can have some hot heads and so some knuckleheads, you know, that, that, that may be having a bad day. And, and, you know, nobody's trying to get locked up and go to the hole like Paul did, you know, um, into the innermost parts of the jail, which is solitary confinement. Okay. And so you got to know how to keep yourself together. If you enjoyed today's podcast, be sure to subscribe and check his blog at ralphmore.net.